you'd like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on any of our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at liveonfourlegspodcast and on Twitter at liveonfourlegspod. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring Mr. Stone Gossett. Fucking camera in the truck. Hey everybody now, welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. And for all of you that are tuning in for the first time, welcome. And what we are, we are a Pearl Jam podcast that focuses on their live catalog. So we go in every episode, we kind of meticulously go through the songs and the set list and talk about the moments and talk about just what the band was going through at the time. You know, you get something in the mid 90s, right in the wheelhouse of, of you know, the Vitalogy era in 95, or, or you get something in the Riot Act in 2003. We love talking about these shows and talking about the moments that make this band so special. That's what we do on a daily basis and what we're doing today is we've invited the tribute band black circle from brazil to come on and join us on the show and uh it just so happens that tomorrow will be our first ever show covering a show from brazil from sao paulo 2015 so if you guys are interested in that That'll be up for tomorrow, so a lot of great stuff going on right now. Let's introduce ourselves, though. My name is Randy Sobel, and that is John Farrar over there. Hello, Hello. sir. Welcome to the show once again. Um, so, uh, yeah, excited for this, right? This was a great conversation. Yeah, you know, they we kind of they were kind of thrust on the scene back in January when that, that Dance with the Clairvoyance video came out, and we were all just blown away by it. You're like, wow, these guys are... These guys are good. Like he's he's got the voice. They've got the they've they've def, they're definitely talented, and it was it was interesting to see like how their how their trajectory has just gone up and up. Like they they've been doing these these uh, webcast shows and like raising money for charity. They've been doing some great stuff this year. So yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to them. They really have. Yeah, and I absolutely commend them for the work that they've been doing. You know, once the band. Uh, once they couldn't go on tour and everything, you, you know how everything went down. We don't have to re-explain everything to you, but it, they just stepped up in such a huge way, and I feel like it was such a lift for this community to have that, especially with the new album coming out and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into a lot of really interesting topics, you know, about their experiences going to shows and uh, their relationship with the band too. So, um, but before we get into that, I just want to 
let you guys in on something that we're doing this month. We're doing a little bit of a fundraiser uh, ourselves for an organization called runfreely.org. And it's a, an organization that was started by Sports Center anchor Kenny Mayne. And the funds from his organization go into, uh, into building these braces for uh, former veterans with ligament damage. Yeah, he's he started this. Uh, we we talked to him uh, about it back in August when we had him on the show. It's uh, it's a great cause. You know, he had a catastrophic leg injury when he was playing college football, and this this brace really helped him be able to walk again without pain. So they've kind of transitioned into using it for veterans and people with severe ligament damage, and it's it's really making a difference in their lives. So yeah, we we're, we're absolutely happy to to be able to donate this month's Patreon money to them. Yeah, so if you're interested in helping out, just head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash live on four legs. And uh, anything that you contribute for the month of September will go to runfreely.org. And uh, not only that, but you get some really cool perks as well. We have extra episodes over there. Uh, one's about the Bridge School series. We do every single Bridge School show that we're, we're working on. We're in the middle of, I think, 2001 shows uh, over there. Uh, we do evolution episodes. We take certain songs and go back on the live history and break it down from, you know, Rearview Mirror was the last one we did where we talk about the SNL versions and we talk about versions from 98 and sort of how it, it's evolved on the live stage. And uh, not only that, but we send out free bootlegs every month and uh, we do some fun things like set list drafts and everybody that gets to join Patreon also gets their show story told on our show. So there's a lot of cool things that we do over there, but I think the best thing that we're doing over there right now is uh, contributing a little bit to uh, to Run Freely and uh, Kenny Main's organization. So if you want to, if you want to be involved with that, patreoncom slash live on four legs. So um, every good producer knows that. You're always you always have to be recording. There's no question about it. And uh, I failed at that on this occasion because we got into a conversation and, and you know, things just start happening and, and we start talking. And uh, right in the middle of it, we Lenny, their lead singer, is talking about something very important. I'm like, OK, now I got to hit record. And so we're going right in the middle of a point here. But what? the whole idea of what we're talking about is how black circle kind of wants to distance themselves from being the Pearl jam tribute band and get to be known as an original band as well. So take a listen to what he had to say about that. Not that we were afraid, but it was not exactly what we were doing there on stage. I mean, we're there to play Pearl jam, yeah. but uh, people kept asking us to play disarray and divide uh, every time. Cause those were the two songs that we had at the time. And then with the live streams, we started like adding our songs and uh, people started liking our songs and requesting and paying for us to play our songs as well. We've been doing on-demand shows. And uh, I mean, right now, I think it's, we're, we're not just the Pearl Jam tribute band anymore. People got this, uh, they got that we're doing what we want. I mean, we have the influence. We, uh, some of our songs will sound like Pearl Jam. There's no way out of it, right? But um, <laughs> but they they understand that uh, it was uh, it was the, the the tribute was the whole beginning. That's how we got together, and that's how we started making music, right? But the the, the future, what we want for the future, is just to to be a band of original music. And I think we're maybe halfway there, probably. So so how are you going to explain that to the people that were on board? 
for Black Circle because you guys were a Pearl Jam tribute band because that like, you know, you, you have so many, you, you, and, and it's not like that you guys are just playing the hits. You guys are going as deep into the catalog as just a girl. Like there's, you guys are really ingrained in there. So like, it, are, are people going to reject that? Or are, do you think that they've, they've come around there? They're like, you know what? The originals, I'm in. Yes, let's do it. I don't know. I, th- I hope they don't reject that. I, I, I hope that they, uh, what we want is that one, I mean, when we play our first show, when we do play our first show of originals somewhere, we'll have like 10 songs to go through and that's not a whole show. Right. Mm-hmm. So people, people will be requesting Pearl Jam. They will want, want to uh, listen to us playing Pearl Jam, but I, I, I hope that they understand the transition. We're going to have to flip the switch at some point. Right. Uh, I don't think, I hope there, there's not going to be rejection. But we do get people who say, uh, oh, I don't like tribute bands. And just today we got this, uh, somebody sent us a print of a screen of someone going like, no, I don't like tribute bands. I mean, true musicians, they write their own music. And they were talking, this person was talking about us, right? She didn't even know who we were. <laughs> she just, she didn't <laughs> listen to our music. She didn't go like, t- take five minutes to just, Let's check these guys out and see what, what it's about, what they're right. about. But uh, we, the, what we get is actually the opposite sometimes. People going like, I'm not into tribute bands, so I'm not going to give these guys a go. Right. Uh, that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I've seen that with, with friends' bands, too. I, I, I know two bands that are close to me. One's called Last Exit, another one's called Dissident. And, uh, yeah, they kind of get the same thing that, you know, even Pearl Jam fans won't go to their shows. The people that go to their shows are, like, bar people, people that just like hearing live music instead yeah. of saying, like, oh, huge Pearl Jam fan. I, you guys got to play uh, – you guys got to play Glorified G or, or Deep or something like that. Now they, they you know – they usually get the people that are just dancing to whatever because it's on. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think we we will have to do a a, a formal departure of the tribute uh, work because uh, as the the tribute work uh, started as a, an organic thing, uh, as a as a, a natural bond of all of us five as musicians, uh, so as the, the, the originals. So maybe, uh, it, of course, it depends on what would happen in the future, but uh, I, don't, I don't think we have to, to, to quit the, 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 the Progen tribute one day and after that day we're only an original music. This will go, uh, this will happen naturally, spontaneously. Sure. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right, let's go around and uh, have everybody introduce yourself. Just say your name and uh, say what instrument you play, and uh, and somebody named John will play the fool. I'm Nick Miani, the drummer. I play the drums for Black Circle. <laughs> I am Sergio Filio. I play the guitar. I, oh, I never, I never said my name in English. Sergio Filio. <laughs> Filio. <laughs> Uh, I'm Lenny, and uh, I sing, <laughs> play the guitar every now and then. <laughs> and Gabriel Z, or Gabriel Z, for the Brazilians, I play the bass. And my name is Luis Caetano, and I play the electric guitar, acoustic sometimes too. Very nice, you guys. All right. 
So I just want to commend you guys. I, I said it on the last episode when, you know, we were just kind of teasing that you guys were coming on. You guys have really been the quarantine MVPs of the Pearl Jam world. Just, you know, being able to kind of react so quickly to everything that was going on. And it happened really in an instant. And, uh, you know, most, most of our listeners know that our, when we were doing an episode is when the whole thing happened. When we found out that they canceled, it was right in the middle of our episode. And it just felt like everything collapsed almost in an instant. And the whole world, it, not just Pearl Jam's world, but the whole world. And it was kind of crazy because while everybody was was sort of readjusting to this new world of of streaming and, and figuring out Zoom and figuring out, you know, life, how to wear a mask and things like that, you guys really stepped in. And the day that the Toronto show was supposed to happen, you guys stepped in, you did a live stream, you, you guys raised a lot of money. So how, what all went into that? And like, how did you guys come to the decision that quickly? Like, hey, we need to, we need to put this together. Uh, actually, that happened um, last year. Because the the first live stream we we did it was on March 18th, if I'm not wrong, um, it was something that we have already booked with the the guys from the the tent club. Oh, okay. So you were you were gonna do it. Okay, so you yeah, were gonna was, do it on that day, no matter what, when Pearl yeah, Jam was supposed yeah. to be in Toronto. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just a uh, we got lucky, but well, I would not say lucky, but. Well, it was a <laughs> a coincidence that we we have we have done the first live stream during the pandemic. But I believe the um, Brazil we were not already on on this pandemic. Uh, it was uh, happening still on Europe and China, so it was uh, everybody was already uh, well afraid of what would happen. But it was not as 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 big. It was uh, one month later. When we do the the second one, uh, I would say uh, that we are we were on the first week of quarantine, Nick, I believe. Uh, so when we did the show on eight, March eighteenth, uh, we we were in the third or fourth day of quarantine. Yeah, it was it was it wasn't planned. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah it was not planned that we were gonna do uh, the last stream the day that the the show jam show was gonna happen. It got canceled. It was it was just a coincidence, and we were not expecting a lot of a lot of people to to watch it, right? It was just a, we had done it before. We did it last year a couple of times, right? Or maybe the year before that. I don't remember Christmas special. Uh, and 2017 was the last. 2017, one. Oh, wow. so 2017, okay. so yeah. three, three years ago, two and a half years ago, right? Uh, before and. Uh, uh, it was just a coincidence, but it, it was a good coincidence because that's that's when people got to. It was before the clairvoyance video, right? I no, think it was, it after. was after. It was yeah, after. It was after. I think I think the clairvoyance video probably helped you guys out because that was end of January or so, and and I f I feel like that was the first time that I heard of you guys. Yeah, same, when you yeah. guys did that and passed around Twitter. So we had momentum at the time. So probably what we were thinking was that well, we got a we got to try and play for everybody, right? We were we were used to small crowds here in in Rio and other states where we played, but uh, I think I, I don't remember exactly what the mindset was, but I think we just wanted to to play a show for, you know, to get people, yeah, to, to, I, to have I, people know us more than just the clairvoyance video, probably. 
I, I do. I do remember the background. Uh, we when we did the first two shows in 2017, that was an uh, an experimental thing because uh, I I work uh, at a music channel called Riff Riff Channel uh, in, here in Brazil. So uh, we were into those uh, live sessions, experiment with, experimenting with bands. Uh, so it was a natural. Uh, choice to do with black circle because i i'm in the band uh and we and we end up doing two live streams in 2017 then we always wanted to do again but it was a a huge amount of work to do something like that uh so when when we were doing the friends uh and not not paying very well because we don't have a lot of money so it's It's not easy to do that, to do that, but we always wanted to. So when we, so we end up being invited by some guys uh, by the end of the la of last year uh, to do that uh, fundraising act for for Zoe, which is a autistic girl um, that that uh, her family was in trouble with uh, uh, health costs about her treatment and surgery and stuff. So uh, we, we team up with those guys to, to raise some money and some awareness about the autism. Uh, so all of this was scheduled by October or November of 2019 to, to be done. To It be, was just kind yeah. of a happy accident. Yeah, happy yeah to, be, to be done in March. So, yeah. so when... when All this, this stuff is going on. We were in the right place at the right time, I believe. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that you would uh, talk to the 10 Club. How did you get hooked up with them? Was that something that you guys had reached out to them and, and said, hey, can we, can we get some exposure on this? Or how did that uh, partnership come about? Uh, it's not any... Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think we explained ourselves so well. Uh, we're not uh, affiliated with the 10 right. Club as itself but there's a group in the facebook uh, a facebook group with eighty uh, thousand people uh, that's uh, the official uh, 10 club uh, facebook group so who was the person that kind of helped you hook it up and connected you with with uh with all the pearl jam fans was that chris palumbo yeah yeah for sure that's palumbo for sure okay So, so, so this, this is, was uh, how we became, uh, we, we were in the, the Facebook group uh, for some years uh, posting uh, every now and then videos of ourselves playing live. Uh, and some of them uh, were, uh, they have been uh, highly watched and liked and shared and others don't. So we were there uh, around the group. So it just, it kind of spread word, word of mouth. That's, that's, I mean, like, that's pretty much anything like that. That's the same with us too. Like, you know, I have to post things in the, in the, the Pearl Jam Facebook groups too. And, and that's, people get to see it. They get, you know, if, if we do a show that everybody likes, then it gets more likes and it gets popular. And yeah, but you guys, like, I feel like that moment really shot up. So what was, how did it get to, 
I guess it got to Mike first that you guys covered Dance of the Clairvoyance. And I think more importantly, yeah, just as importantly as, as it getting to Mike, talk about the process of listening to that song when it first came out and being like, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And, and it wasn't, you know, you guys released it the next day and it was so professionally done. I was, I was amazed by how you did it and like video, audio, everything was incredible with it. So talk about a little bit about, about that process and, and what went into you guys just learning the song, a difficult song. Let me go with We all like answering that question. I'm gonna let Gabriel go. Go around the I just I've just seen all the, the mic mic signs here getting unmuted. So I believe everybody has a little <laughs> Yeah, I guess we were everyone was excited about the, the new Virgin album. It's been a while, right? So we were like thinking, what can we do? We're gonna send a, uh, the first video, so let's play it. It was just like that. We went, went crazy. We were like, you gotta do it as fast as possible. So the song came out to us like 2 a.m. here, and most of us like kept awake and started listening to it over and over. and playing all night long. So some of us, I, I believe, Super Blood Wolf Moon that Nick uh, went straight overnight. He didn't sleep for it. Oh, wow. But uh, on the Dance of the Clairvoyance, uh, we went to the studio like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., something like that. And, and we That's started- like four hours later. That. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was pretty much, pretty much it. So, but we had like, all, all the difficulties from just listening to the a new song totally totally strange to us like it's the dance of the clairvoyance is really weird for a, a virgin song i would say uh, and all right we we went for it and had all the process like the video the the uh, Sergio knows how to say it better than me, but the post-processing, the, the music post-processing, something like that. And we went like, I guess, 16 hours later, the, the video was up and it got like massive. Everyone was looking at it on, on YouTube. And I guess it was like one or two days later, out of nowhere, off the blue, we we heard that Mike McGrady uh, said talk about us on his Twitter, and after that, uh, the the Gen itself on the the Twitter page reposted it. So like got the, the biggest boom we ever saw to them. Yeah, that's really high praise when somebody of that elk like like Mike, and then later on Jill and Ed uh, are you know, looking at your stuff and saying, you guys did this. This is great. Good job. Yeah. And you talked yeah. about the the production too. Like talk about getting those sounds. Like it, it sounds very well produced. It almost sounds like you were able to really match those tones that they had. Uh, who's, who's the producer in the group. Talk about, talk about that process. Uh, I figured it was you, Sergio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, we tried to keep it simple, 
because we didn't have much time listening the song. So uh, uh, Luis came with some uh, ideas on scratching and uh, try, trying to emulate the, the synth sound on guitar because we don't have a keyboard player. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to not uh, be so focused on being so perfect. And, and this is, uh, this is uh, an interesting stuff because uh, I believe uh, a part of what's uh, well recognized in our, in our work uh, doesn't have to, uh, doesn't, doesn't uh, need to be on trying to, to do exactly the same stuff as Progen's doing. Uh, because although it may sound like this, um, I don't use the same uh, guitars, I don't use the same pedals, I don't use the same guitar amps, and neither uh, does uh, Luis. Mm -hmm. uh, none of, of us. Yeah, none of us. Uh, uh, of course, we're trying to, to stay uh, in, in, a, in a tone zone that's uh, around uh, Progen's tones because uh, it's what we like to do. So uh, especially for me, it's very difficult to play with a humbucker guitar. Uh, so I, I only play with strats because that's what I like. So if uh, Mike uses uh, Gibson Les Paul in a song, I, I, I wouldn't do this. Uh, I will play with the Strat. It's, uh, that, that's what I do, for example, in Even Flow, uh, just, just, uh, just as, as an example. So in Dance of Clairvoyance, we're trying to be pretty straight up. Uh, of course, we try to do some of the drum machine vibe uh, on, on the drums, but it, but it was very spontaneous, uh, and we and uh, everybody came up with some ideas, and we tried to play and match the song uh, the song uh, structure to, to do it right, to, to sing all the lyrics and all the stuff. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, we were so tired of doing that uh, that I accidentally exported the mix down in mono. So the oh, version, no. oh, no. yeah. So, so the version that's, that everybody listened to is a mono mix of the, wow. <laughs> of that just what adds I, to the legend of it. Yeah. Hearing these guys, listening to these guys tell the story of that night and that day, uh, it brought, brought back some memories and okay. I can, I can try and draw you a perfect timeline of what timeline of what happened. Okay. Song came out at 2 AM. Uh, we kept listening to it. Uh, it was very strange at first. We were like, "Okay, that that's that's not Pearl Jam, is it?" And then Talking because there was right. a, there was a snippet somewhere online, right? Right. So yeah, it sounded the, it sounded weird. No, but before before Pearl Jam did it, there was a guy on YouTube that released a snippet, and it was like synths, and it, it sounded like a dance song and people right. are like, that's not project that's a fake and then they released it a snippet on their instagram and now people were like okay no no now now that's great that's awesome because you know it was pearl jam so it's but we, we we listened to the song first time i listened to it i was like okay that's a, that's a weird song i don't know if we should do this but then it took the second time and the second time i listened to it it was like greatest song ever new song completely different and the next day we woke up and we got to the studio around eight or nine. And uh, I was really uncertain about the lyrics because it, it's tough to understand what he says. Uh, most people didn't get it, but uh, I mean, native speakers, native, uh, I mean, Americans. And, uh, and then Christopher Palombo was very helpful that day because he sat down with me 
And I can say that he got some of the lyrics wrong and I got them right. So, but <laughs> John, it you was, tried it, that. that, that was like, that was like a whole, uh, maybe two hours sitting down together and then correcting some parts. And in the end it wasn't perfect. I mean, it, it didn't end up perfect, but right after that, we went into this, we went in the studio and uh, the guys started playing because I was outside. I wanted to focus on the lyrics and they were just playing inside. And when I got there, everything was basically ready to be to be recorded and it took us like what four takes right four takes to wow. to get to, yeah that's After really four good takes we said no we, we have it so we have the video we have the we have the the song and then sergio did the mastering of everything the levels and, and you know whatever he does and he does very well and then i went home to wait for the video no i actually went home with the uh with the uh the video in a some kind of flash drive or something and then i edited the video and uh sergio sent me this i we didn't have the mp3 yet because he was working on it and then he sent me the song and then we were able to put it out at like uh, i think midnight or 12 30 a.m probably something like that so uh and and we <laughs> we, tr we we did the entire video in one shot because i wow. i don't i don't want to uh i don't want to I don't want to to have the video edited, so right. I, I I don't want anyone doubting that we we were actually playing the song because I know it would sound good because we are we were in a recording studio in a professional recording studio, so it it won't sound uh, as a, a garage band video. It will sound okay, so I I, I don't have this this doubt. So I I talked to the to my friend that filmed the 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 video and, and i told him i want i want this to be an uh one one shot one take only uh once we we're done with the audio that's the video we're gonna use so no editing now <laughs> i'm curious because the one line that was that was disputed by everybody very early on was uh uh boys want to grow their dicks and fire things so did you get that one right yeah, I asked Addy. Yeah, no, I, I I asked Addy. I actually said I said file things in the video, uh, and then I asked Addy in a, in a call, the video call that we had, and he said, "No, it's fire things." <laughs> he likes to fire. You got the people. speaking voice down too. Wow. <laughs> He, he likes to fire people, so I guess it's fire things. He didn't remember, to be honest, because first he said, no, it's file. No, 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 it's file, fire things. And then that's when we got our answer. <laughs> Even more interesting question, who is he? Who is the he in this? Is there oh, a, a specific character? It's Trump. No, it's Trump, for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's Trump. Right. He, was he actually said something that Trump had a, a show on TV in which he said, you, you were fired. It was like his catchphrase. That's, yeah, right? The Apprentice, right. right. And that's, that's where it came from. Wow, I didn't even put two and two together. That's like the simplest <laughs> equation right there. I just figured Ever, it because, yeah. Have you guys had a chance to go through the rest of, of Gigaton? Do you have the rest of the songs ready to go? Yeah, we, that's we a made, good question. Uh, we made the Super Blood Wolf Moon a while later. Mm -hmm. I was I was as I was saying, uh, and we made it even faster, I guess. But it was, I guess, harder to record. The lyrics are way bigger, so yeah. Lenny had a big trouble recording that. And we went and went on like 12, 13 times, I guess. It was very exhausting, but we we made it in a shorter time this time like we know better what we're doing here uh, and about the other songs uh, i 
I guess Lenny did comes and goes uh, a few times solo, but mostly we didn't uh, rehearse anything because of the COVID and sure. and everything. But we're thinking about it. What moment. are you guys? What are you guys looking forward to playing off the album the most? I would say Quick Escape. I figured, yeah. I figured that would be the one, either Quick Escape or 7 O'Clock. Yeah, 7 O'Clock is huge here in Brazil. Everybody wants us to play 7 O'Clock. Play 7 O'Clock, awesome. play 7 O'Clock. And the lyrics are, all lyrics are super long, right? And that record, he took his son, they took their time to, to write music that, uh, if because the previous records, uh, I would say that it was basically verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, sometimes, and then chorus, and that was it. The songs were the songs were shorter, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but now we have we have a lot of work to do. The first one, uh, whoever said, lots of lyrics to learn, right? It has we very much. Have, it's it's like a life wasted kind of. It has like a breakdown before you go into a chorus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at the end, I think it's a never destination. That it's a, it's a very you know straightforward rock song. And then the, it ends like, on my mind. It's right. like very, it, the end of the song is like, it, it, it switches to a, a ballad. So this is, it's good because uh, it's different than, you know, what they, they had been putting out. So we're very excited. We might have news soon about that. Oh, so we're breaking news might. about possible breaking news. I said might. News. <laughs> I said might. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to hear it whenever, whenever you guys do decide to break it. And I know that, October 5th is a big date for you guys because that's going to be the release of Mercury, your first original record. And uh, we happen to have a couple songs. We're going to spin some uh, records here. We don't get to, to really spin the black circle a little bit, but literally that's what we're going to do right here. And the one that I want to play, I want to play Pages because I thought Pages had a little bit of everything in it. I had thought it had a little bit of Pearl Jam. I thought it had a little bit of, you know, just kind of your own original style too. So right now we're going to listen to pages and then uh, we'll come back and talk about it.
knew that they all made sense In the end I figured they were nothing But pages Filled with nothing But despair Okay, so you just listened to Pages. That's Black Circle. That's track number three off of uh, Black Circle's original <laughs> album, Mercury. And uh, just, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, it's got this little, meh, 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 like it's got this little like red mosquito kind of vibe to it, but it's a little bit more relaxed. Like, is that something that, did you guys put that together and you realized, hey, yeah, this, this might sound a little bit like that. No, that's my fault. That's uh, much more of a David Gilmour uh, sliding style than uh, than the than Mike's. So, so you don't think it sounds like Red Mosquito at all, or that that's that's the first time uh, I heard something like this. Really? And, yeah, and it's a, and it's a good observation. Okay, <laughs> well, I get that all the time. I get that all the time about that song. Well, how come is the first time? My friends always say that that sounds like Red Mosquito a lot. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really I, I didn't hear about that. But sounds cool. I love Red Mosquito. Out of like all the songs that you guys you guys did nine originals. Uh two there were two that I had heard. I'd heard Disarray and I'd heard uh uh oh god, the song with the longer title. Uh you're gonna have to help me out here. Drive home Never in the rain. Thought I would. Home in the rain. Never thought I would or drive, drive home, home in the rain. rain. Drive home yeah. in the rain. So like talk a little bit about because some of the tracks you can say like okay yeah they're they're tapping into their pearl jam here but then a, a couple other ones you're like okay this is this feels like they're themselves this feels like they can be black circle did you guys consciously do that or louise want to say something uh, i want to answer that question with another question which ones you think look like pearl jam uh, well, the one that I meant, just mentioned, Pages, and um, there, okay, uh, excuse me on this, because, you know, I usually have Pearl Jam on my brain, but there's a song that begins with low and ends with light, so I keep wanting to say that you guys have a song called Low Light, and then I think the light song is Of the Light, so I keep wanting to think that you guys have a song called Of the Girl, so... Um, but that just that, that that's might, very funny that's fucked up <laughs> that's awesome that might be because I just listen to Pearl Jam way too much and that might be a me thing but um, the first song low like, low white ceiling low white ceiling low white thank you I've, I've actually I mixed the names up once and I said low low light ceiling once and the guys corrected me. <laughs> we're just used Hard to saying low light all the time. We're playing low light tonight. Are we playing low light? Yeah, I'm mixing yeah. all the low time. Low light, low white, yeah. And guy and we were talking about the 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 name of the songs and you said about the up light. Imagine how <laughs> how mind blowing it was when I first heard Quickscape. And I heard that that's the word. There's the word Mercury in the middle of the song, mm -hmm. and uh, and I say, my fucking god! I just put the name of the record 
<laughs> just like that. And I, we know it's a it's a it's a song from the the Gigaton that people really like, and I think for me it's the best song in the album. Imagine how how I was when I I thought that I I, I just I just thought well people I think everybody will think that we we named our album Mercury because of Pearl Jam. And and then it said it said that about off the light, which well, is not it, the first time it happens as well. It's, it's <laughs> no, funny because it's I, not intentional. It's not intentional. You, you only, it's it's uh, it's completely a coincidence. It's not intentional. It's it's funny because I think that line in there, we took a boat to Zanzibar. Mercury will rise. I think that's about Freddie Mercury. I think that you know because he says Queen's blasting on the radio. Yeah, yeah like yeah. so you guys are talking about the planet or, or the element and not Freddie Mercury. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah, but can it get better? I mean, free propaganda can get, can get any better than this. It's Eddie Vedder <laughs> saying that Mercury did rise. So he's like, he's, he, it's free propaganda, man. We can't complain. So that's it. Mercury did rise. And that's, that's he was, we can so say that, that he knew the name all along, so we can tell people that. <laughs> that needs to be your, like, when you guys do, uh, whenever your album release live stream is, I think you should call it Mercury Will Rise. I think that's, that's, that's got to be yeah, the name, right? That's, good. that's <laughs> a good idea. And I would say that if you want to know uh, what, what uh, a Pearl Gen song will be called or an album, or something like that. Just listen to our songs, and you will have some clues, some clues about that. <laughs> listen to Black Circle, and then you have an Easter egg about Pearl Jam. So it's going to be listen, listen to listen to Pearl Jam, and you'll get something about Black Circle. Yeah, as well, as well. Now, why don't we talk about something? Um, uh, so, so something that is just massive we, we we talked about it a little bit before that, that you guys got to speak to eddie and you guys have developed this relationship with ed and jill over the past couple of months how did all this come about was it was it on that day was it on that day that jill had posted and you know said everybody go watch their live stream did you know it was coming and what about the aftermath from that like how have you guys sort of uh rubbed feathers there well, the, the, it all it all started when uh, it was after Mike's uh, Mike's uh, Twitter um, message the, the, when he shared our song on Twitter. Uh, the thing is, I sent Jill a, a link because I usually, you know, sometimes I would send her messages on Instagram, uh, and she. I, I, she she never responded to those messages. Like uh, I mean, links to our our videos, right? So she didn't respond. I think I think a lot of uh, cover bands do that. So it's okay not to not to respond, right? It's okay. So it's just another cover band, and I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to answer. And then there was the Mike thing, and I said I remember uh, sending a message like, "Hey, even Mike liked it." And then and then she was like, "Oh no, you guys are great." And then she answered back, and and then that was just the beginning. And then I told her we were going to do a, a live stream. And then she said, well, let me know uh, the day that you're going to do it. Just send me a message that day. And then I, I sent her a message the day before. Of course, I wouldn't wait for the day. So I sent her a message the day before. She didn't answer. She didn't reply. And I figured, well, she was just trying to be nice and whatever. And then 10 minutes before the live session, she, she, she sent me a message. Hey, where's the link? We're all here. We're going to watch it. 
And then I told the guys and everybody was like, okay, so what do we do now? They're going to watch it, right? Uh, and after that, that day, the Zoe day, uh, Eddie called us and uh, it was his home number, man. It was his home number. It was and he's Jill, given it actually. out on Monkey Wrench before. So, so she was like, hey, uh, is this Lenny? I got somebody here who wants to speak to you. And then that, that time, my, my legs, my legs were shaking. So it was like, I was, oh my God, my legs are shaking here. And then he, he started talking to us. I want to talk to everybody. And then he talked to everybody, uh, to Sergio, to Luis, to Nick, to me, Gabriel. Um, and then there was this, this moment where he said, I just want to talk to you in particular. So go somewhere, right? So I went somewhere away from the guys. And then he gave me lots of advice about music and career and uh, what I shouldn't, maybe shouldn't do. And, you know, it was, it was, it's weird. Cause you know, I, I lost my dad. So I was, I was talking to Ed and Ed was giving me advice. It was, it was a weird feeling, right? And uh, he was, uh, I figured that he was talking to me like an older brother, like, hey, I've been there. I've, I've been through all of this. And if, if you want to be successful, if you want people to hear your music, you got to be this, this way, you got to be honest. Don't try it. Don't try and imitate. Be yourself. You know, I know he, he even said, I know you're not trying to do it. You're not trying to do my voice. It's similar. I get it. So but try to be yourself. Just, you know, you know, not only the, the voice, but the lyrics as well. Speak from your heart. And it, it was like a very nice conversation we had. And after that, there was a video call and then another video call. And and then Christopher uh it was, I, I would say that he's the mastermind behind everything, you know. He was the one who, after that first contact, he kept us in contact with them because we didn't want to be annoying. We didn't want to keep sending them messages all the time. So he just stepped up and he said, okay, I'm going to be your front man for this. I'm, I'm going to talk to Jill and I'm, I'm going to send the shirts. Maybe they'll wear the shirts. And that's how it happened. I mean, we don't talk regularly, uh, but uh, every time there is a show, uh, we make sure to send them the link and if they have time, they watch it and they come and sometimes they'll call and what she did, I mean, last time, uh, you know, posting our, the cover of our album on her Instagram and a link to our live stream. That was really unexpected. We couldn't, we didn't see that coming and it was all her. It was not us. We didn't ask. It was just her. That's, I mean, uh, that's, that's just incredible. Like, I, it sounds like you're like in a puddle there, like, you know, just, just like, uh, how, how do you tell your younger self what just all went down and what just happened? Is that, is that a thing? Can you, can you think in that sort of manner? Yeah. The, uh, the, my younger, my younger self used to dream about, meeting Pearl Jam and sitting down with, with Ed for, you know, for just, a, a, I don't know, a cup of coffee, right? And, uh, and talk about music. But I, I'm sure he would never, uh, he couldn't imagine that this would happen one day, especially at, you know, 40 years of age. So uh, for a long time, I thought, I thought it was, uh, this music thing was like in the past. I, I, I didn't, I was, I was like, I'm almost 40. So I was, uh, when, the, when I met the guys, I was 36. And then when we started with the new music, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm too old for this. I'm, I'm being completely honest with you here. I'm too old for this. But now it, these things that happen, that are happening right now, they, they're making me feel like really young and passionate and with a lot of 
bloody my eyes. So, cause I, I want to make this work. And I think this is, I know that this is everybody's mindset right now. We want to, we want to make our music and we want to make it work. We want to go big, but the right way. We want to, we want to be successful with our music, but the right way being honest, you know? And you know what? Uh, it's, it's funny cause I've already met some other famous musicians, uh, Brazilian famous musicians. Uh, and I, I know that uh, Louis too, because he used to re to work in record labels. So uh, every now and then we can uh, meet some somebody that uh, we we have much respect about his uh, musical work. Uh, but we, you know, uh, we're we are in Brazil. So uh, just to to uh, thinking on uh, meeting some rock star you know eddie is a rock star one of the the rock legends the living rocky le rock legends uh he's in he's in another level so the 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 distance not only the the country distance but uh the status of of his career is so high that we we could never uh think on uh, having a conversation a real conversation Uh, and uh, being honest and uh, being uh, emotional with him and and yet uh, and all 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 that that's happening uh, that's uh, that's uh, very uh, real to us is it through them that you guys got hooked up with doing the the fundraiser for eb and talk about some of the charitable work that you guys have done it was something that that really worked the first time. So we, I mean, we cannot just start a fundraiser. We're just an independent band, right? But uh, we were fortunate to have the opportunity to unite with people that, that could do it with us. And uh, it was kind of a, a situation to, to support, like a win-win situation in which we had the platform to, to send a, a bigger message And it all came, I think, in a really good time, in a really great timing, because I'm pretty sure everyone ha became more reflective on things if, ever since the pandemic situation started, right? Yeah. So uh, it kind of felt right to do it like one, the first time and the second one and the third one. And we did as much as we could, to be honest. And... Uh, I'm really happy that we got this opportunity because uh, at the end of the day, it's got to be to everyone and not just to ourselves, you know? It only makes sense when, it, when it's to, to everyone else, when it's accessible to everyone, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it, I think it was, it was Christopher Palombo who contacted uh, uh, the guys and, and Jill and uh, to... To, to ask her if she wanted to do something with us, like something for, for uh, EP. And she was very happy with the idea, right? And so were we, of course. And uh, not only because we, we would probably be getting more, more views, right? People would know us, people will see our other people will know who we were, but also because we would be helping out a very important cause. Um, but it, I think it was, it was Christopher Colombo who reached out to her and, and asked her if she wanted to do, and the other guys too, not just him, but the other, the other guys that 
uh, Louise mentioned. Uh, but the thing is, in the end, it all works. Out. It all worked out great, right? The people that benefit from it—that's that's that's what's that's what's worthwhile. Exactly. Yeah. The the, the only exception uh, of that, I I believe, of that of those uh, fundraisers that up up to now were four of them. Uh, four of the of the live streams were fundraisers. Uh, was uh, the Mother's Day concert that we we helped the mothers of favelas. Uh, that's a, that was an action here in Brazil uh, to support uh, single mothers uh, in favelas that weren't able to work uh, due to COVID. Uh, and, and, those, uh, and, and that was uh, a band... Uh, That, that was a fundraiser that we already started by ourselves and, and tried to gather people uh, through this cause. Uh, and there were a group of, of girls, of women uh, in the United States that helped us a lot in this cause because they, they felt uh, sensitive, sensitive to, the, to the cause of, of women, of poor women. Uh, and, and this was uh, very cool because, uh, you know, uh, the currency of dollar, the, the exchange rate to dollar uh, from dollar to Rio uh, is, is very high. It's five times our, our money. So every donation uh, that came out, out of Brazil, uh, not only uh, uh, from the United States, but also from Europe and from Australia, uh, it, it uh, became a huge amount of Brazilian money. So we could help uh, the mothers of favelas uh, in a way that we wouldn't uh, think we could be, we, we could do this uh, in, in all of the fundraisers. But uh, this in, uh, in particular uh, was a, a very, a very huge one because, uh, you know, it's, it was almost uh, 20,000 reais. That's a lot of money. Uh, so we 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 did some uh, great stuff uh, with with the help of those women and all the people that actually donated to the the cause. Well, it's yeah. It seems like not only have you guys you know ca encapsulated the music of the band, but you encapsulated the spirit of the band as well. Because from the beginning, the band has been always been trying to get people to vote, trying to get people into charitable uh, uh, organizations, uh, donating to the homeless uh, like they did with the home and away shows. And uh, yeah, so like it's, it seems like you guys have found that and that, that's terrific. I really I thank you guys for that. I think I want to uh, spend another uh, song here. Um, you guys did a cover, not a Pearl Jam cover, but kind of a Pearl Jam cover. You guys covered uh, Love Rain or Me. Obviously a Who song, but obviously Pearl Jam does it. And it's a, a different take on it. It's very interesting. It's very well produced. And uh, I just want people to listen to it, and then we'll get you guys uh, just your thoughts on, on why you chose that as your closer for the album. So let's, uh, let's listen to a little bit of uh, Black Circle doing the Who here. Only love. Kiss by the sea Only love Can make it rain Like the sweat of lovers Lay in the feet 
fall in love. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So you guys, you guys chose that, and and it's kind of a nod to Pearl Jam, but it's also, you know, it, it's kind of not. Um, but I, 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 was there discussion on whether or not you guys were going to do a Pearl Jam song or a cover song, and and why? How did it come about that you guys chose uh, this one? Well, I I, uh, I have to say that I, I don't remember exactly what happened. I think it was uh, it was organic. It was not like let's choose a song. It was like okay, we could we could do that, and then we just we just did it. Um, we had been playing that song live uh, at the time that we we made we decided to to add that that cover. So it felt right to just since we've been playing this this song so much and so many times, uh, and we think it sounds good. So let's just put that one in the in the record. And I think that adding uh, a Pearl Jam song would be like uh, too obvious, right? If, if we did a Pearl Jam song, it would be too obvious. So we, we did a Pearl Jam song without doing a Pearl Jam song. So right. we, we found a way. <laughs> it worked out for everybody. And of course, the close fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that, that, that's basically them anyway. So... Um, <laughs> So a couple of like just quick things that I'm curious about uh, from you guys playing. Um, I just want to know like some, some of the song choices that you make and what some of your guys' favorites are. What, uh, what do you think are the hardest compositions that they've written? And maybe what are some of the songs that are kind of in their back catalog that you guys haven't done yet that you're really itching to do? That's a lot of questions. I'll try to Yes, it is. And I meant to spread uh, it out, but here we are. Yeah, one of the songs I like better is Inside Job. Uh, Especially because of the lyrics and it has a pretty nice bass. Uh, And one of the hardest for me is Sleeping By Myself. And I wanted to add that the highest point for me in the Virgin concerts uh, in 18 it was when jeff amens messed up and sleeping by myself i felt really validated that in that moment <laughs> what what is it about that is, is like, all right is is it the timing with the ukulele is is does that have anything to do with it or is it just like the rhythm of it or <laughs> what's what's about it well for, for me one of the hard parts about it is that there's two versions of the song and they're not really alike. So it messes up with our brands a little. The, the other thing is that he does like a, a pretty complex composition that switches to one place to another. And, and it, it's like, you just gotta memorize that. And if you don't, you're gonna mess up. It's pretty much it. Yeah, I, um, I, I would say the that- rest uh, of the questions. It's a tough, it's a tough song to play, right, Gabriel? It is, it is. For Sergio, Sergio screws it up sometimes yeah. too, every now and then. And uh, because we're used to the ukulele I'm version, be- the ukulele songs version, right? Why I'm I'm being exposed now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Gabriel sorry. admitted to it, so we might as well get on the bandwagon, I'm right? I'm sorry. If we start talking about the songs I mess up, man, we're gonna be here the whole night. So, uh, well, I didn't is, say mess up. I said that's challenging, difficult. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's good use good compositions. That <laughs> no, no. To, uh, to I, me, to me, sleeping by myself 
itself is a really, really tough song, especially because I've, uh, uh, during a long period of time, I only listened to the ukulele version because I was trying to learn how to play the ukulele. So this one of uh, Sleeping By Myself was uh, the second song I learned how to play in the ukulele. So the, the structure, the chord progressions, uh, and even the key of the song uh, in the ukulele version is, is what in my mind and my heart. <laughs> so when we, when we, we, we started to play the, the lightning bolt version, uh, it's, it's a, a mess to me because I, I've always returning to the ukulele version. Uh, for me, it's the fixer. Fixer is really tough to do, uh, and I uh, whenever Sergio wants to add it to the set list, I go no. We, I don't think they want to listen to that one. So let's just uh, <laughs> and then come on, Sergio. It's been three three shows in a row. Come on, give me a break. But I always find a way to not play it because it's really hard to sing because it's it's high pitched all the time. So it's tough. If you if you play it at the beginning of the show, it's difficult. In the middle, it's still difficult. And at the end, it's impossible. So. Uh, I try not to, not, not to, which we, we, we don't play. I, I don't think we've played that one in any live session. A actually, the band tuned down a whole step. Yeah, bro, they did. Yeah, a whole step. So it was a, a I lot think lower. Most songs from Backspacer. Most songs from, back, from Backspacer, they did that. Yeah, Force um, of Nature, I know they definitely did that on. Force of Nature, for sure. And uh, the thing is that the, the songs are very high. They're difficult to sing. Uh, songs from 10, they, they are tough. A few songs. Revue Mirror is always like an Everest. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the screen, the Revue Mirror screen. This, Do you I, have to I, brace I yourself up. for that? I just, I just gave up because I know it's coming. You know it's, you know it's coming. You've got to sing it. There's no way out of it. You can't just give it to the crowd because there's no crowd. So it's like you got to sing it. Right, so uh, <laughs> every time it's in the set list, I go, okay, we're, we're doing Reverend Mirror today and Spin the Black Circle and Mind Your Manners and all the songs that are tough. But leash. I gotta be honest, at leash, I got oh, to I gotta be honest. I couldn't do I couldn't do that that Revue Mirror scream when I was 20. I'm not gonna do it perfectly now that I'm 40. So I just try to do the best I can. But some of the songs are really tough, and uh, I try to stay away from them. But I do like singing them, and I know people like them. So I just uh, I it's a, it's a mix of having to do it and having fun while doing it. So, but you know, there's that split second uh, right after the hard part where you go, okay, it's it's done. I I did it. I don't know if I did it right or if I did it wrong, but it's past. Let's go on with the show. But, you know, even I think it must be difficult even for Ed nowadays because uh, um, the songs from 10 and Versus and Vitology, yeah. they're, they're very tough to sing. It was, uh, I think Vitology, Vitology was when he was at his prime vocally. Like, whatever, his voice was so, so, they had a lot of energy. And, uh, you know, he could go from low and high and it was so beautiful to see even the, the the tour the songs that the bootlegs that we listened to even live it sounded amazing right? uh but then guys got older songs got you know softer and uh, i imagine that the newer songs are easier for, for him to sing as they are for me i mean makes sense yeah and i and i I, I think Ed would probably be the first to tell you that he, you know, would do the same thing. Just, just attempted. I think we had one that we listened to the other week where in mid song, he kind of like where he's doing the saw things. Uh, he was just like, ah, fuck it. And he kind of, <laughs> you know, he hiccuped in his throat. 
And he knew he didn't have it. He knew he didn't have it. Some days you have it. Some days you just don't. And That's like it, it kind of when when he does have it in you know the later years, you're like oh. Mm, that's, it. that's exactly <laughs> what I want to do. Yes, absolutely. That's it. So, uh, and, uh, that, and, and that and that's a, a special note about Revue Mirror is is that if you listen to the Saturday Night Live, that's a very famous performance of that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can listen to the sound check and the live performance, and and they are a little different uh, vocal wise. If you if you know, so even at that time. He was uh, trying to figure a way of doing uh, the screams like he did on the record. So it's a, it's a thing that uh, y- you can see by listening uh, that he was concerned about it. John, I think we should have invited Sergio onto our uh, evolution episode there. Cause yeah, I know. Yeah, could have used that one. <laughs> uh, well, Thank you guys for, for coming on and, uh, and joining us October 5th. That's when Mercury comes out. Uh, do you guys have a live stream that's coming up that you're doing soon? Yeah, we have another one on October 3rd, two days before Mercury release. October 3rd. Okay, we, will, we are going to make sure that that gets shared on our social media pages. We want all of our listeners to be there, to root you guys on. And if you guys got any charitable organizations going on that day, Help them out. These guys have been great. They're the quarantine MVPs. They're basically Pearl Jam right now, but they're not Pearl Jam. That's, that's the thing. They don't want they, they want to drift away from it. So make sure that you go out, buy, pre-order, and tell them what the website is where they can pre-order Mercury because that's very important. Uh, it's the, uh, lenoise.ca. It's a Canadian record store. Okay. Uh, but they they will distrib- distribute it to the United States too. Uh, just make sure to change the currency to the American dollars, the U.S. dollars. So just go to uh, uh, Lenoise. Uh, that's that's ca. It's L E N O I S E. dot ca. Uh, I think it's the noise, right? So Lenoise, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where you can find you can find our our three editions of Mercury. You have the the regular, the black one. And you have the red one. It's a little bit, a little bit more expensive, but not that much by by a lot. It's just I think fifteen or twenty dollars more expensive. I don't know. Uh, and the red version is for collectors. It's uh, uh, it's uh, handwritten. It's it's marked uh, from one to hundred, so you can collect that one, or you can buy a bundle of them both. Uh, you can buy the black one and the red one. One you can collect, and the other one you can listen to. I mentioned you guys have the spirit of the band and, and you guys have figured that their, their fans love variants as well and love merch as well. So we're just all just, they're all that stuff. And when's the vault, when's the vault series coming out? We are fans too. So, so we, we are totally into that stuff. <laughs> well guys, thank you so much. Can't wait until it drops on vinyl. Hopefully everybody out there goes and picks it up. You guys have been doing a terrific job and uh, can't wait to see what you guys do next. So, uh, Are there any plans for a U.S. tour at some point? Oh, we are going to. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say that. Mark, mark <laughs> that. Uh, print, print this audio. Print this audio. I know it's impossible. Print this audio. We'll be on the U.S. on 2021. All right. Wow. That feels like that's breaking news right there. 
Yeah, print that. Nick, you're giving me hope, Nick. You're giving me hope. Don't do that. <laughs> Sometimes we just need a little bit of that right now. If we have that to look forward to, bam, I'm in. So once again, thank you to Black Circle for joining us. And uh, October 5th is the date. It's a big date for them. It's their first original release, Mercury. Mercury will rise, of course. And uh, if you want to pre-order the album, head on over to our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm sure we're going to have all the information for you over there. Make it easy for you. Just head on over and, uh, yeah, help them out because they're a bunch of fantastic guys. And really, they, they, deserve, they deserve a good listen. This is a, a very, very good album. Oh yeah, and thanks to them for taking the time from Brazil. You know, they they had some fantastic stories, and yeah, I'm just excited. You know, if we can actually get them up and here for a U.S. tour in 2021, hopefully it, it'll be interesting to see where they take it from here. That would be very cool. Yeah, I'd be very excited for that, and I'm I'm in. Like I'm in, you guys. If it's if it's just an original show, if it's just a Pearl Jam, it doesn't matter. I'm in. Like they're a great bunch of dudes and you guys should be supporting them full force. Um, one, one thing I do want to mention though, and uh, this is from our con- you know conversation. And the one thing that really stuck at me, and I didn't want to say this to Lenny, but what he was talking about when he mentioned his conversation with Ed, the first thing that I thought about is, Oh, this, this must be the same kind of conversations that Ed would have when he was in that spot, when he was a young uh, up-and-comer and he would be talking to Neil Young or Pete Townsend, like how that that's like, that's chill-inducing, that's goosebumps to just even think about something like that. Yeah, you think about it how like kind of Ed's taken on that role of being the elder statesman, right? Like mm-hmm. he's the one that, that gets to dole out the advice now and he yeah it was so special for him to to take lenny aside and and talk to him like that you know one-on-one and give him some some lessons that he's learned you know some how to how to avoid some of the pitfalls of the business because yeah i mean they're they're just kind of getting into it you know the sky's the limit for those guys so yeah i mean he's gonna he's gonna keep that with him for the rest of his life yep absolutely and you know what like deservingly so like these guys are are doing such a great job with the again with the charity work and getting their original songs out there and and even all the stuff that they've done uh just covering pearl jam in the last couple years has just been fantastic so once again thank you for them to uh for coming on and and just sharing their stories and and being willing to to talk to us it's it, it was it was a great time uh tomorrow this actually is happening tomorrow uh will be our first ever brazil show that we cover on this show and uh thanks to the guys over at pearl jam to fly uh a facebook page that you guys should all go and follow from brazil uh they helped us out and i asked them because this was a guy that reached out to me his name is victor and he reached out to us a long time ago and said hey when are you doing a brazil show I'm like we, we we have to travel from Europe to get to Brazil. It's it's going to take a little while, but when we go to Brazil, you guys are going to tell us which show. I want I want the Brazilian fans because you guys are so passionate, and everybody in South America is just like this is why we wanted to do the whole around the world series that we've been doing all month is because get to the South America shows. So 
we wanted you guys to pick the show. You guys picked a fantastic one, Sao Paulo 2015. That's going to be the show that we're going to be talking about tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, expect a lot of really good stories and a lot of just great, great performances and uh, great look back. Yeah, I can't wait. We, you know, we've been waiting all year to do these, so it's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to sing along, uh, along with the crowd there, now's your time to do your whoa, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. Just getting getting warmed up. Just getting warmed up. <laughs> or the rearview mirror part. I don't, I don't know what I like better. I kind of like the rearview mirror part better because it's oh, just not as natural. Evolution's the classic I, one, man. Yeah, that, that became I know. the iconic thing. Oh, I know, I know. But I, I maybe it's because nobody talks about the rearview mirror one at all that I just kind of – I think it's kind of cool. But any anyway, tomorrow you get to hear one of the most amazing crowds that you'll ever hear uh, at any Pearl Jam show. And uh, we're, we're happy to happy to give it to you guys. Uh, once again, though, just reminding you, uh, if you want to contribute to uh, runfreely.org, our uh, fundraiser that we're doing this month, head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs. All the bonus stuff is over there if you're interested in that. And uh, with that being said... Hope to see you tomorrow for uh, for Sao Paulo. So this may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, I miss you already, and I miss you always. Thanks again for the five guys, Black Circle, coming on, joining us, and uh, sharing their great stories and just their music as well. And uh, we will see you for Sao Paulo tomorrow. October 5th, spin the Black Circle. I'm hoping that I hope that's last.